You unlock this benefit with the key of Patreon. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of thought. A dimension of speculation. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both waffle and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed into the podcast zone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Toy Stories at Simon Space. We're on our Twilight Zone travels and... We are going to be talking about uh, a Faustian deal. That's right, we're going to be talking about the sixth episode of uh, Twilight Zone, Escape Clause. Would you do a deal with the devil for immortality? Well, that's what we're going to be talking about. And uh, I'll dig right in. A, a hypochondriac who is an absolute prick um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is given the opportunity to be immortal. No illness, no damage, and he could live forever. Um, how does he use that time? Um, we don't know, um, well, we, but the, you know what happens when you are given that immortality. Let's let's d- dig right in. Um, I don't like this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I was suspected. <laughs> Why? Um, it, it's it's the first episode where it doesn't feel like the, the premise has been fully thought through, or the characters doesn't seem fully thought through. Like, he's not a nice person. This guy, this hypochondriac. He's clearly not a very nice person, but even so, the, the fact is, he gets given this opportunity. A, a devil or the devil turns up and basically gives him this Faustian deal. I will give you immortality because he wants to live forever and he wants to be um, uh, basically immortal, indestructible. In, you know, in, um, and so he agrees his soul for this for this opportunity. Um, but then when it lays out and they keep talking about this thing of like, you know, it could be 500 years, a thousand years, 5,000 years, 10,000 years is how he lives. And then small things happen. Like, you know, I like the fact it tries to dig into this thing of like, well, if there's no risk, there's no fun, Mm -hmm. which is an interesting little, like one snippet in this thing. But the end of this episode is, you know, his wife dies. He takes the blame for it. It was completely an accident, but he's like, I wonder what happened if they tried to electrocute me. So he, that that's the end, and then he realizes he gets life in prison, and this idea of being caught in life in prison, um, is what then sort of like you know it breaks him, and he's like, okay, I want to have this escape clause, and I intend to die, which means he then gives up his, his soul, so the the devil wins. And I'm thinking, whoa, 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 you've got thousands of years, <laughs> bide your time, read some books, <laughs> like. <laughs> You know, at this point, you know, you, you are what do you some obviously there'll be some recognition that you are going to be alive forever. Well, all right. Do you think the military is not going to try and look into that? There's this, so, it just seems so his decision to then give it up after everything seems so abrupt and so counterintuitive to everything that's gone before. That I, I'm just sort of like I get flabbergasted by the end of this episode. Yeah, I mean, I'm kinder to it. Um, I don't think I, I, this is a. I, I really like the last two episodes. This is mm. a weaker episode. Mm. I would agree, but I think much like the death episode, this is kind of like a elaboration on a theme. Right? Mm. We've all seen sort of uh, bargaining with death stories, and and this is even more of a cliche. The sort of sell your soul to the devil, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a sort of elaboration on that theme. Um, I would say in defense of that choice, I mean, you see the twist coming a mile away, right? You mm. know, like 
okay, life in prison, you know, you see it. It's fine. It doesn't mean it's not clever, but whatever. His decision seems so impulsive to like, well, I'm facing, you know, 10,000 years behind bars. Well, like, look, you know, atomic war is going to happen before that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I know what you're saying, but I think it's also interesting, like, his psychology, um, mm. that he, this starts with sort of a portrait of a mean hypochondriac. Yeah. And it's key that he's a hypochondriac, right? So, like, he is not mentally well, right? No. And then he gets these these powers, basically, you know, he's immortal. Um, and the immort- the um, invulnerability comes from that riff that it's like, hey, we all know, be careful with your bargains with the devil, right? We mm. all, the thing is, you all know, everybody knows how this plot's going to work out. It's got to work out. He's a mean man, and I love that he's a mean guy and not another stand-up, yeah. you know, guy. Um, but uh, we all know how this plot's going to end, right? The deal goes bad. <laughs> you know, he's going to exercise the escape clause. You, It's just a matter of how do you get there. And so, you know... It is, I think, smartly playing on the tropes of, of this sort of uh, deal with the devil genre in that he's like, oh, wait a minute, you know, uh, I got to be invulnerable, too. I can't, don't want to age, you know, like he's he's like, OK, I know your tricks. I'm familiar with these stories, yeah. too, mother. <laughs> okay, I do like him as a character and I do like and the, the, I will say again, the guy who plays him is spot on. Um, there's a even the opening scene, like he's sat in bed and he's got his like scarf around his head and his, and his his dressing gown on. Just the looks he's giving the doctor whilst the doctors examine him are, are brilliant. Like the guy who plays him is great. I mean, he, he's supposed to be a prick. He's supposed to be a horrible person. I'm fine with that. It's that abruptness of the decision at the end. Um, because you say about his psychology as well. Like he's clearly like, like he's selfish as well. Like endlessly selfish. And I like the fact that that selfishness never goes away, um, you know, because he's selfish and horrible about to his wife about his illness and the fact that, like, you know, he's like, well, you're trying to kill me. You're in, you're in it with the doctor. And she gets offered some vitamins. And he's like, oh, you get offered vitamins. You know, I don't get anything. And he's like that. And then when he becomes immortal and indestructible, like he's willing to put other people at, in danger. To, to do like He throws himself under a train. That thing could derail and kill hundreds. And you know he says he's been involved in a bus accident. All right, what the hell happened there? Like you know, you know, what's the trauma some poor bus drivers and and train drivers had to go through? They think they've killed this person or they've had this accident. Like you know, he doesn't care about anybody else. It's all about his um, satisfaction and, and you know him looking for something. And I like the fact he's also got this this sort of like. Um, compensation claim like even before if there's a blame there's a claim kind of mentality like this guy's like yep bus accident train accident i've sued them all um, and i'm still wearing the crappy ruined suit um i like that stuff that bit's all quite entertaining if i meant it i thought the twist was going to go a different way because because it's so obvious where this is going to go i thought this was going to go a different way I thought this was going to be the devil was going to come back and be like, ha ha, well, you're actually, I'm not going to take you, you know, you, oh, I will take you at some point, but you're going to sit and suffer for a little bit. Like, you know, let's, Mm. you know, you're going to see what it's like to live a thousand years sort of thing. I'll come and check in on you every year or something like that. I thought there was going to be 
but just just to say like okay well there's that escape clause felt too easy and I, so I was a little disappointed with that um if I'm honest that's fair yeah that's fair and I, I mean maybe it's a it's a better episode if it doesn't have the escape clause at all and mm-hmm. he's just you know like uh, I think that's probably true right you've got to have a different title which is not a problem but you know him just rotting in jail at the end you know and Rod Serling's, you know, narration comes up and it's like, you know, trapped in prison for, you know, 10,000 yeah. years, you know. Um, okay, that, that, you know, you're probably right that that's a better episode. In fact, I think you are. Um, but I think that, you know, for me, like, I, I know what, it's such a genre story, right? Like, mm. I know what this is. And mm. I think as a kind of riff on that, the fact that he ends up in life in prison is interesting. I think the fact that he's a total narcissist and a hypochondriac <laughs> is fascinating. You know, I, I don't know what Serling's saying about that. Like, you know, uh, all these people who have made deals with the devil from Faust onward are all, you know, fundamentally narcissists. Um, that's fascinating. Um, I love that he like instantly changes his personality and he's like, well, I don't need to be a hypochondriac anymore. Um, it's like there's something wrong with him that is fixed by this deal. That, mm. that the deal with the devil fixes something in that he's troubled by in his own psychology. I find that idea fascinating. Um, and then, as you say, like he goes out and it's like 14 accidents in one day. Yeah. And, yeah. and the, the look on his face as he like comedically jumps in front of a semi-car is <laughs> priceless and of course he, you know like it's silly that he's still wearing the suit it's silly that like all these cases have settled but at the same time it's charming like the a, a claims adjuster for the yeah. subway car is leaving as the bus guy and they, uh and they know coming in yes and, then, and they're like oh you yeah, yeah i'm here for a subway i'm here for a bus yeah. I, I do like that moment as they swap to the and then he comes up and he's like you out you in and it's just yeah. like you know it's there are moments in this that the episode that are good. I think it's the ending that just, just disappointed me. Um, but I do like I do like this idea of this sort of boredom, you know. And again, I, I've seen this done in other things where it's stretched over hundreds of years, and you know, this idea of boredom and I can't nothing entertains me anymore because I've seen it all, or you know, I've seen everyone grow old and die. But I like the fact that he's that, that moment of boredom for him is like he, he walks into the. Um, the bathroom and he's like right what we got we've got, we got this and i've got yeah, some uh, rubbing alcohol to, you know and then i've got this where's the arsenic have we got any arsenic all right bring me arsenic and he drinks it and she's like oh my god and he's like to, to, to you know anyone else this would be you know gut-wrenching poison to me it tastes like lemonade and weak lemonade at that and i think that's a such a good line <laughs> um no, it's good stuff we live in an era of superhero movies right that mm. sterling could never have anticipated in, in an era in which we have seen how many, like, you know, a hundred different takes on, like, golly gee, I got superpowers, now let me explore them. I've, still, this is fresh and new. I'd like to see, you know, like, I mean, look, Peter Parker's a narcissist. I'd like to see him, this narcissistic, like, hey, what happens if I drink poison now? <laughs> you know, like, okay, you know. Um, well, this is Homelander, isn't it? Oh, yeah, from the boys, yeah. Yeah. That, that this is that sort of like the anti Superman that, that that's been you know that Garth Ennis and the, and some others have, have sort of po- posited mo- modern, which is again been meant to be been postmodern. So Rod Serling's ahead of the head of the curve, really. 
Um, but yeah, everything up, everything up until the jail scene at the end is good. Even the bit with his wife, like she falls off the sea, off the the roof of the um, the roof of the the, the 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 apartment block they're in, and I love his reaction because the actor's great. He is his facial expressions are perfect. He just basically lights a cigarette and he's like, hmm. I wonder what that felt like. And you can tell for a minute he's a bit like, should I jump? Should I? And I'm, I thought he was going to follow her, but then he's like, mm-hmm. no, there's a better step in this. <laughs> I'm going to take this as an opportunity. And he obviously confesses to the murder, expecting to be given the electric chair to see if that makes him feel anything. And I find that's all interesting. Like, you know, it's a progression. Um. So yeah, maybe I'm a bit mean just from that initial thing. So I didn't dislike this episode. I was just I was disappointed by the ending, but the I, guy I say in the ending's defense, it's kind of cool. Like I mean, it's, it, I think it's intrinsic to what Serling is doing here. Mm. That like, you know, the narcissist gets these wonderful powers, and he is going to exercise that escape clause like within weeks. You know? yeah. <laughs> like you know, this is not just going to go wrong, but it's going to go catastrophically wrong. Yeah, it's it's also this this problem I have with the devil, this idea of the devil being this thing of like you know going the devil actually punishes bad people. He's going to trick this bad person, you know I say bad in inverted commas, this narcissistic sort of hub contract, into this deal to punish him. And it's this idea of like you know, we, 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 the, the devil's supposed to be evil, but he's almost portrayed as I mean not benevolent, but he's acting as a, as a punisher in in this episode. No, that's something else that sort of I always find a bit conflicting but i do like again the guy who plays him is very good as well I mean, he's like what should i call you i forget we calls him a coldwell or something yeah um, uh you know i i like called it what cadwaller cadwaller and he's just like he's, the guy he's just like yeah that's just a name i'm chosen for now i just like the way it sounds i love oh, that and i i love yeah. that he's like you know a pudgy small man you know it's just like there's nothing yeah. devilish or awesome you know <laughs> Um, but again, like the acting, you know, the, the sorry, the, the the tone that the director's taken is, is spot on. Like he's not he's not playing it over, you know, he's not playing it too hammy. He's not playing. It's just like, yeah, they call me Caldwell. They're like that. It just sounds good. I like the you know, I like the sound of that. I'm just that's what I'm going by at the moment. Um, all good fun. Or it's just that ending. Like if there was just a, a sharper ending of, would you like that escape clause? And then the devil's like, well, actually, let's see how this plays out. I think, and then it'd be like, you know, Rod Serling saying, and this man spent, you know, a thousand years <laughs> facing a thousand years in prison would be a bit more interesting for me. Yeah, you're um, completely right. I mean, I'm also troubled by the fact that, like, the, he craves the new, he's bored. Mm. You know, dude, there's a whole world out there. There are <laughs> things to do besides ways to die, right? Like, you think, like, okay, you test that a little, you know, you're like, cool, I can get run over. I love that he's using it to extort money, yeah. but I mean, you know, this is all clever, fun stuff, but I mean, you know, there are other things to do for entertainment or to believe mm. in life besides killing yourself and, and not dying, you know? Um, so thinking logically, that stuff bothers me, but I think ultimately it's, it's a clever riff on both the devil. I mean, everything along the way is, you know, a clever riff on a familiar story. Mm. Is it masterful? No, absolutely not. But it is It is also like a sort of comedic light episode to, yeah. to my taste. Yeah, the cast are great. Okay, so final th- any final thoughts on this episode? No, I'm all good. All good? Okay, yeah. I agree. Good episode. It's, it's not a terrible episode. I, I maybe I oversold it. 
I, it's just that ending that disappoints me. But the cast are great. The guy who plays the protagonist is fantastic, and he, like I said, the comedy is is good. Uh, but yeah, it pisses you off though. It's it okay. does a little bit. It's just just, <laughs> just disappointing. Um, but anyway, Legend, thank you very much for listening. We should continue our adventures, and we'll speak to you in the next episode. Yeah.